When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, it's the Julia and Patrick show today on this fine, warm Tuesday evening. And I hope you guys are ready for some pop culture Jeopardy with Rocco. Shall we play a game? That's, well, that's your line, right? That's my line, Rocco. <laughs> and you know we've got Patrick Richardson with us today, filling in for Lori, our laundry evangelist, hanging out. I just got a nice compliment from a friend of mine that said, you're just as nice, easy, easy to listen to, good, cool, good information co-host. So wow, there you go. Thanks. That's what I say. Thank you. All um, right, Rocco, what are I you going to torture us? I think, um, well, today is National Thesaurus Day. Yes. Oh, and you know what a lover of words I am. Yes. You, I mean, you have a way with words. <laughs> I do. You're, it, you never quite use the, you know, the same never, word twice. Never so use this might the be good for you. Same pronunciation twice either. <laughs> So we'll see how and, we go. And Patrick right. wrote a book, so he probably does know some synonyms. Oh, dear. You know, well, you we'll see. That. We'll see. So what I did, this is going to be kind of fun, I think. I took a handful of Best Picture winners, you know, okay. at the Oscars, and I sort of changed the title using synonyms from uh, thesaurus.com. And if you were to tell everyone what a synonym was, in case you <laughs> forgot. A synonym, you know, is an, a, a, a similar word that you could substitute for another word, word right? I got it. I don't know. I probably butchered that. So, yeah. So let's start with this one. We'll start with the last Best Picture winner. If I were to say to you, Wanderer Region... Don't don't say it. Don't say okay. it. Don't say it because I should know this. Yeah. Oh, I know this. The um, Nomad's Land. There you go. See. Oh, okay. The Wander Region Nomad. Only because I knew the what one. Right. Yeah. Patrick is staring at me, and we're both looking at each other like, "Help!" That I'm still finding the definition for cinnamon <laughs> to make sure cinnamon. we're doing. So I'm saying cinnamon. it's not a spice. No. <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> I think okay. it's Latin for uh, you know yeah. another name or another something name. like that. Yes. I don't know. Got it. All right. Latin. I don't. Well, how about this one? This might be another easy one. That first one I thought was kind of tough, but knowing what the last best picture was probably helped you. It did. So I'm going to give you the year, so that might also help okay. you. Okay. Like this one, 2019, the configuration of H2O. Shape of Water. There oh. you go. One to one. Yes. Got it. One to one. <laughs> okay. How about this? We'll go back to 2010. So these are best picture winners. Yes. They're all, all winners. Right. All right. Got it. A big prize. At the Academy Awards. Okay. Like, uh, this movie came out in 2010. I think the date I'm giving you is the year of the movie, not of the awards. Got it. Just in case that helps. That's really going to mess me up, but okay. <laughs> 2010, The Monarch's Oration. The Butterfly Effect. No. King's Speech. 
Yes. Oh, I hate you. I hate you already. Well, you actually, but you gave me a second because you said something else. So I did. It gave me a second to think. The though, Butterfly so. Effect, which didn't was a horrible movie with Ashton Kutcher, and I can't even. Believe, and I know it didn't win anything, but that's Monarch. I was just thinking Butterfly. Right. I, I don't see that. And this, you know, is a you got to have your. Finger on the buzzer and be quick to act. So, I know. All you know. right. I'm turning on all my messaging if anyone feels the need to, <laughs> to text me. Should I turn off the seven-second delay just so Just get it in here. You. Exactly. Just for this segment. Okay. All right. This movie is from 2001. A Gorgeous Brain. A Beautiful Mind. See? There you go. Now it is, what, two to two? Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go back to 1969 for this one. Oh, good year. 12 a.m., Herdsman. Midnight Cowboy. There you go. Nice. Three to two, Julia. Wow, that was a lucky guess. And you know, I was thinking, I was trying to think of Midnight Express, which that movie, remember when that came out? About the guy traveling with the hashish from Turkey? Oh, right, and ends up in a Turkish Oh my gosh, that movie like terrorized people. (laughs) Yeah, it made me never want to travel. Never want to travel with hash taped to my leg ever. (laughs) From Turkey. From Turkey. Never going to do that. Okay, right. it's three to two. All right, here comes uh, the 1972 best picture. The man who presents a child at baptism and promises to take responsibility for their religious education. The Godfather. There you go. Oh. Gosh, that was... That was so good. <laughs> it was, but I was but thinking was, of the Pope something. Yeah, I know, it's funny, because I was like... The man who takes responsibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, And you know, The Godfather's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. And they're redoing it all this year for the 50th anniversary. It's going to be in like 4K and all that stuff. Did Al Pacino never win a Best Us? Mm. I don't think he ever oh, won. he did. For like I don't think he... I, Marlon Brando, I think, won. But Al Pacino never won, I don't think. Not for that. No, for think. The Godfather's. No, I don't think Michael so. Car- Car- And that's Car- why Car- a lot of people were like, oh, he finally won for like Scent of a Woman. Exactly. Like, was like, yeah. I think that was one of your questions like last week, Rocco. Probably. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, how about 1991, uh, The Stillness of the Sheep? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one might be tricky. 1983, Words of Affection. Love Story. No. Um. I'll let Patrick see if he has a guess. Otherwise, I can start giving hints. Words of Affection, 1983. Love Language. It starred uh, Shirley MacLaine. Oh, it's Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. <laughs> Sorry, you just named her. No. Okay. What a movie. <laughs> Ever need to cry? Put it uh, in. Put it in. Um, We're going to go back to the 30s here. How about this one? Departed with the Breeze. Gone with the wind. wind. Yeah, right. you <laughs> No, I think we can call that it. I think we All right, share we tied. that one. Okay. To party. Rocco, you put some thought yeah, into these. I'm very impressed. Thesaurus.com. It's a good site. Yeah. And uh, as you know, because uh, you listen to the Don and Steve show, I often Experience. go to that site and, you know, click on the pronunciation and you get stuff like clammy, clammy. Clammy. I just happen to love that voice. I actually do love that voice. <laughs> but not all the songs have that voice. Like, for instance, here's... Oops, I hit that pop-up ad. I'm dumb. Uh, Drizzle. Maybe that's the same That's voice. kind of a good voice. That sounds like yeah. the same one. Close or oh. close. So anyways, oh. Thesaurus.com, hours of entertainment. You know Convenient. it. Convenient. Okay, so... We're going to go back to 1990, the year I graduated from high school. Okay. This was a big movie and a favorite of yours. How about Boogies with, Boogie Loth- Boogies with Lotharios? Surfing. Oh. 
Um, it's kind of a tricky one. Dances with wolves. There you go. Oh, dances. Oh, how did wolves. you even get I'm that? I'm so sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have even answered because it's Kevin Kessler. But I, how did you boogie boogie boogies? That's dances, right? And then oh. Lothario is kind of a wolf. You know. Oh, for, yeah, that for, was a tough one. That was you needed to that have an advanced education <laughs> for that one. I only oh, made you, it for four years of college. Well, and you'd spend a lot of that time boogieing. I imagine. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that was a good guess, Patrick. I think you get a star for that one. <laughs> that that one was a good one. Good. All right, I got a handful more here. What All are right. we doing on the score here? About, it's about even, right? Six to five. Patrick's okay. winning. Uh, 2013, a dozen trips around the sun as an indentured servant. 12 years slave, of slaves. Slaves. <laughs> Damn. I just had slaves, tough. slaves. That was hard. Here's me, slaves, slaves. I got the mm-hmm. <laughs> slaves. <laughs> you get it. All right. Uh, that this, was a hard one. You know, you know sometimes you, uh, these are sometimes these are a bit of a stretch, and as we're getting towards the end, they might be stretchier than. All others. right, we'll they see. may be stretchy. This is from 2014, and I might need to spell this. Foul guy, F O W L. Birdman. Birdman. Yes. Now, how about uh, two best movies ago? This came before Nomadland. This one maybe could be titled Bloodsucker. It was from Leech. Korea. Cholera? What was that? The, the something of cholera? I know the, the book. I, I from Korea. What? Or what? it could I'm... be Freeloader. Hanger on. Grifter. Leech. Leech. It was about uh, a family who uh, took over the housekeeping duties of another family. What? What is it, Patrick? And then there was an axe murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's the Who's the actor in it? Um, it was all Koreans. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not parasite. There it is. <laughs> oh, what was Blood the sucker? Blood sucker. Uh, what else did I say? Freeloader, hanger on, leech. I don't know. Again, these are that getting was stretchier. a good movie. And all those people, we were at the award show when they won because they won a SAG award first, and that kind of started mm-hmm. their momentum. And they all came back, and they were so excited. Sure. That was so fun. Now, did either of you watch Squid Game? Speaking yes. Of, yeah, you like? Loved. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Loved. And you know that guy, the old guy in the yes. Marvel episode, he won um, something recently. a Golden Globe. Yeah, for best the, actor, the oldest best supporting? Yeah. first Korean to win a best supporting actor ad. He's nominated for a SAG. I wonder if he's going to get some momentum. Could be. Can't tell you his name. But that's a good, that was, you know, after you get over the initial shock, it's about humanity and it's what you would do when you have absolutely nothing left to lose, basically. Well said. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, here's a movie from... It's We're Tied. uh Uh-oh, we got one, two, three, four. I got about six left here. We'll see. Okay. This one's from 2018 at One Best Picture. How about Lime Novel? Green Mile. No. Green Book. Yes. Green Book. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was. That was a great... Oh, no, Rocco. That's a great movie. Okay. The Green Book. Yeah, the Green Book. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Okay, how about this one from 2009? This one might be on my stretchy list. The Suffering Trunk. The pain barge, the yes. um, pain suitcase, yes. the pain. 
okay, it's a movie. It's a best-selling. We should Hurt Locker. Oh. Hey, there. Oh, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> Woo. That was, a, that was another good movie. Oh, yeah. The only one I haven't liked that we've mentioned so far is The Shape of Water. I never got around to seeing Ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That Not one should yet. have been there. If, if we were going to do Chariots of Fire, that's the other one that I disagree <laughs> oh. with. Big time. I should have done that one. Did that one that one won Best Picture, didn't it? Yes. Mm. Okay, how about this one? Okay. Skid Row. What ho- year? Uh, this is 2008. Skid Row Hound Rich Guy. Down out. <laughs> uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. Oh. I was going to say Filthy Rich People. <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire <laughs> is way better. Another great movie. Yeah, and I still remember I know, you I know. yelling at the I know, sags. I know. Slumdog. Slumdog. So when we would come back, Rocco would take all of our audio. We remembered to turn it on the red carpet all the years except for one of the last ones when Lori was in charge. So we have nothing from that year. But we would just yell at people, Slumdog, a billion people from India. You know, we would just sit and yell and yell and yell and yell. And that was a great movie. It was. It was a big deal back then. That was a big mm-hmm. deal. All right, three more All before right, we go. go to break. Okay. 1996, The British Convalescent. The English Patient. Mm-hmm. Great movie. See, I didn't... I. You didn't see it? I saw it. I didn't... It was long. It was a love story. It you was. You had to like Ralph Fiennes. Well, and I do, but it just... I don't know. There's something about it. It was long. Yeah, and you know, when they cut Wandering. his thumb, it upset me. The which one? His thumb. Oh. That, it upset me, and I'm just... <laughs> That was it. I was ch- I checked out at that okay. moment. I just looked at their love making. Yeah, that okay, was what enough. got me going. Yeah, right. I just right. I checked right. out at that. Two more: one okay. from the fifties, one from the sixties. Okay. Uh, Nineteen fifty-three, from hither to forever. From here to, for, to eternity. From here to a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> from Alpha Phi Pi Mega to Pi Mega Sega. Right. Yes. <laughs> beta Beta Beta. And Never. lastly, okay. nineteen sixty-four. This is a musical. This chalky woman of mine. Oh, it's a musical. Yeah. Um, funny lady. So you're getting um, there. Funny girl. Um, oh, hello, Dolly. No, this chalky. I know this white. So this mm-hmm. chalky, this white woman of mine. What? What is it? The white. What is it, a musical? Or you could say this mediocre woman of mine. Oh, okay, Millie. <laughs> or no. okay, Dilly. <laughs> or or. This, um... What is it? Come on, I know the Sound of Music. My Fair Lady. There it is. Oh, my gosh. If I don't get that... Did Julia win? Yeah. No, we tied! We tied! (laughs) I love it. I love it. Those were good, Rocco. Yeah, those were fun. We went way over. I know. I know, but those were fun. Thank you so much. That was fun. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, At the end of the week, we're going to do maybe some Hootie Fest uh, jukebox. Oh, gosh, it's coming. Okay. It's coming. We'll be right back with... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest-growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, we cut into your time a little bit. That's all right. You figured it out. Academy Award winning movies. I know we did. That was kind of a fun one. Well, Julian Patrick, we've got to talk about Britney Spears this afternoon. Oh, what to know? Well, she's responding again to Jamie Lynn Spears' press tour for her upcoming memoir. And Britney Spears is doing it in the most Britney way possible. She's over on Instagram. Dancing. Well, no, actually, she's writing and she has no sympathy for Jamie Lynn Spears' tears while she's going and publicizing this book. Britney Spears writes, I didn't get to cry. I had to be strong too strong. Now, this post is in response to Jamie Lynn's interview on the podcast Call Her Daddy earlier today, in uh, which Jamie Lynn said that she felt at times her feelings didn't matter because of who her sister is. She said, it doesn't matter who your sister is or who your family member is or whatever your relationship is with. If something has caused you pain, this is your experience and nothing should diminish your experience. Well, Britney Spears did not care at all. And she she doesn't have time for this. No, she doesn't have time for this. But she did. You know, one cannot interpret Britney Spears's writing necessarily orally. But I will say at the end, you know, she was talking about the fact. Oh, I'm paraphrasing here. Jamie Lynn, you know, oh, how did a 12 year old get a show on Nickelodeon? Well, basically, because you're my sister. And Britney Spears goes on to reflect on her past She said, I ask myself every day, does anybody care? Do I matter? Britney Spears, she said. I would honestly be very interested to see your pretty face in the setting I was forced to be in, asking yourself, do I matter? She's speaking to her sister, Jamie Lynn. Timing. Boy. Yeah. Jamie Lynn, I feel like she, this is just so, so unwise from a publicity standpoint. Someone, her agent, someone should have said, this isn't the right time. This is not the right time. Let's shelve this for another. This is just so dumb. Well, all of it's dumb. Brit- and I love it that she's on Call Her Daddy. My kids listen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So good old barstool sports. Yeah. Good old, good old barstool mm-hmm. sports. Exactly. So, you know, interestingly enough, uh, this message has since been taken down in the past 10 minutes. Uh, over on Britney Spears' Instagram account. So she took it back. Uh, but she did tell, because she was talking about her mother, too, Lynn Spears, she did tell Lynn and Jamie Lynn to bleep off in that post at and, the very end. You know, it's it's becoming a little uncomfortable, yes. the out loud family saga. I, I, I really... Boy, they're a screwed up family. Yeah, you know. They sure are. That's the other thing. I'm just looking at Patrick's face right now, and I'm like, they just, it's uncomfortable. And you know how you have your secondhand embarrassment, um, Holly? Yeah. I feel that for them. Well, you know, Julia, yes. You know, and I feel that, too, because there are legitimate family dynamics that feel like they need to be deconstructed with the help of a professional. Oh, five of them. Yeah. like yeah, in a month. Thank you. In a room. Yeah. And that, you know, this is a, this is all being put out on display. Now, to your point, Julia, if only you were Jamie Lynn Spears' publicist, because oh. we've known about this book since the summer before Britney Spears was released from her conservatorship. It's just the timing is so wrong. Well, exactly. 
exactly. And, you know, Jamie Lynn Spears talking about this book that she's written about her life, you know, saying that she wants to set the record straight. And this isn't about selling books, but, you know, the argument would be made, well, it, of course it's about selling books. This is her job. This is her job, right. This is what you're doing. So she wants to tell her side of the story. But again, no one cares. Okay, there you go. Perfectly, Mm -hmm. succinctly said. Hey, Machine Gun Kelly insists that he just casually filmed his proposal to Megan Fox by propping his cell phone against a cup. And and, and, it, and it had a holder, and it had a, a person holding it, and there was a sound person there, too, to make sure we got it all. Yeah, Love it. And there were three different camera angles, right. camera one, okay, camera if two. I know people whose kids are, you know, my kid's age that I know who hire a photographer for this. There's no way he didn't plan this out. They're just average Joes. This is a guy with money. You know he got this big, elaborate production. Well, yeah, because the camera angles say it all. Julia, you're exactly right, where it's like, hey, us average folk can hire a photographer and plan these kind of engagement things. This is not anything out of the ordinary. But the fact that Machine Gun Kelly would be like, no, man, I just put this in front of it on a cup. It was totally impromptu. Right. Yeah, in his sparkly footlocker outfit. Do you like Machine Gun Kelly, Patrick? Um, <laughs> I'll just, the fifth? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just watching his facial expressions, and I'm trying to see where we're going. Where okay. are we going? Where, where are we going? Are we going? Well, let's go. One. Let's go to the world of U2, where Bono says that most of early U2 songs make him cringe, and that he hates the name of the band. Okay, so this is what this must be some place where these older gentlemen, these older rockers, are going through this thing like. I need to really tell people how I feel because just yesterday, John Mellencamp said this about Jack and Diane, how he hated that song for years and never wanted to play it until he watched a st- football stadium, 80,000 people sing it at halftime. He thought, ah. No, it only took that. Well, Bono, right. Bono says of his early stuff, it's not necessarily that he doesn't like the songs, but he hates the way that he sounds. He thinks that he didn't become a good singer until fairly recently. Well, good thing we didn't notice. You made a ton of money off right. us during those dark, bad years. No. <laughs> yeah, I just really hated the Joshua Tree, you know? He sounded like crap. Yeah. That's- it was, it was the instruments were very important. I'll give him that. <laughs> well, and he said of the band, you too. He's like, well, you know, if I'd actually thought about the name of the band, it probably would have been something different. But he said his manager at the time, Paul McGinnis, was like, no, it's a great name. It it's, is. It's going to look good on a T-shirt. It's got a letter and a number. He was right. Right. It's it's a great name. It's totally it's iconic. It's clever. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I suppose Bono is not immune to secondhand embarrassment. You know, when you hear your voice back and you're not really quite ready for it and it's a little cringe. He's just like us, that Bono, except he, he has hundreds of millions of dollars and exactly. he's by rock star. He's looking through his tinted rose-colored glasses. Literally. I know, right? Right? <laughs> uh, thanks, Holly. You're welcome. This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, doy. Everybody knows. It's a duh. It's a duh. It's a duh. Okay, so here is, here's a couple of the headlines today about duh, okay? More than half of Americans say they have a business idea that they think would impress investors on Shark Tank. Hmm. Have you ever had an invention? Um, you do soaps. I mean, yeah, you, I mean soap, you did soap. But 
Um, Is there ever something that you think would make laundry so much easier that you're on the cusp of inventing or that you've wanted to invent or you saw a need? Well, I have this idea for a mesh bag, but right. I would never I, I would never take it to Shark Tank just because I wouldn't want their judgment. I'd just do it. And if it worked, it worked. Right. If it didn't work, I'd just pretend it never happened. There you go. Can I give you a couple of things? Mm-hmm. I'd like it so the zipper stays intact mm-hmm. and the bag doesn't rip when you wash it. Right. And the zipper stays shut. Right. Because that's, but yeah, okay, so you would never take it there because you don't want their judgment. Right. Well, apparently, a survey of 2,000 adults studied everyone is shifting towards entrepreneurship. More than 59% of people have considered quitting their current jobs to launch their own business. And I think a lot of this is motivated by kind of how everyone is on their own right now and not working in the corporate headquarters so much. We are all here at Hubbard. I love that. Um, but a lot of people are working remotely and things like that. And three and five Americans are ahead of the game. They all have a side hustle. So here's one of the big, big, big areas. And this is be no surprise to anybody is that everyone wants their own podcast. I, when this started, um, we always have to remind people we podcast because we podcast daily. And we have three hours on just this show and we've got nine hours of fresh podcasting every day. And so I'd hear it from, so-and-so, I remember being on a date with someone who was like, well, I want to talk to you about my idea for a podcast. And I remember um, one of my friend's kids, well, I want to talk to you about my idea for a podcast. And someone else's kids, you know. And so I think that is something that everyone, and you've seen it. I mean, there's a gazillion podcasts out there. So it's the most popular type of business startup that people want to launch Beating out, selling, making a product. They believe that they are content. Hmm. Is that shocking to you at all? I, it's not. It's not shocking to me. I'm just surprised it's podcast over YouTube. But right, right. So podcasting, and so, um, and maybe it, it, they they probably they didn't ask YouTube because they said, "Do you, would you want to create a product?" Which you need money and you backing, right. and for podcasting, you need a microphone and you need a way to launch it. And um, people just said are providing services. You know, a lot of people want to teach now Mm -hmm. virtually and online and teach because people have all these different skill sets that they didn't think they were doing in their current job. So it's provided a ton of opportunity too. Sure. For people who wanted to teach people how to play Wordle. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, laundry. (laughs) Or how to do do laundry. Like, I can't really say anything. No, but I mean, but I mean that you have a TV show. Right. You know, but that's... But same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's power in that. So that is something that people, it's a creator, it's a new era, and they're calling it creator economy. Hmm. So that's what we're in. Well, that's, you know, I hope we don't have that when, you know, I need to go to the hospital. (laughs) I I hope at that point, we've got some some people who've been to school, right. I want some skilled people to do that, but they're just saying it, it reveals an unprecedented demand the market for Online learning skill building. I mean, outside of just podcasting content, but podcasting to learn skills and things like that. So that's a big two. T- so here's another study of Dow, which I could have told you and I experience every day. Sweet Tooth Nation. The average person overindulges on three junk foods three nights a week. Only three nights a week? I know. Thank you. Um, people say, I mean, I can't even make it past two in the afternoon without just one little bite. I mean, something. I it's need something sweet. Mm-hmm. Ten and six people say they, um, when they just lose it, they just sacrifice taste over nutritional value 100%. It's just the go-to thing. Do you have a go-to snack? 
I probably don't have one, but I mean, I don't have like, I've always got to have, you know, M&Ms or something, but it's funny. I always want something crunchy. Right. You know, like it might be M&Ms. It might be pretzels. It might be popcorn, but right. I want that. You need the crunch. Right. Yeah. I, I like the crunch too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hung up on snoofing waffles or whatever those things are called oh, right now. Snoop waffles. What do you say? How do you Stroop waffles. Stroop waffles. Okay. So I at Christmas time. Bought all these soup waffle cans, and I bought all these caramel things, and I found the bag in the garage that I never gave its presidents. Oh, good. As presidents or presents. Mm-hmm. So last night, and I had them in the refrigerator. So not only is my snoof waffle crunchy, it's extra crunchy. Right. So good. Yeah, you know, Dunkin' Donuts right now has a stroop waffle donut. And it's oh. a donut with a little stroop waffle in the middle. And oh, that related, good. yesterday, Martha Stewart... Did a video on how to make your own soup waffles. Yeah, yeah. Do you use just a waffle machine? Um, I didn't open it because I thought they're just too easy to buy. It will one hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's kind of like it's like ice cream. I don't want to make my member back in the yeah, day when right. we have those machines with the salt and you'd get all the salt and right. put it I mean, together. It, you know, delicious for but, a bowl. But you know, so good when right. you can just go to try you know Trader Joe's. I mean, I didn't open that. I mean, if she'd showed like how to make how to eat them. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, is there a way? I don't know, but you know. Right. Oh, do you have like, okay, I know I'm totally going off here. Okay, so I love that you said that about Dunkin' Donuts. So Lori's not an eater like I am. She doesn't have the sweet tooth like me. Do you have like other, do you like the blizzards or um, ice cream? I don't really love ice cream. Oh, gosh. Um, I love like cake and that sort of thing. So like the idea of driving through Starbucks or something right. and being like, oh, what is the... What's in the bakery case? Can you see it from the outside? No, though? but it's on the screen. It'll oh, show okay. you what they still have available because oh, that's all it. that shows up. So, you know, then I know like I can have a pumpkin loaf or oh, coffee cake so or something. Yeah. Good. Those are the things I. That's your that's yeah. your sweet spot. Well, right. people like sweets. And, and then another thing yesterday was if you're trying to lose weight, you're supposed to count the calories you eat in appetizers when you sneak other people's food. I thought that that was the funniest headline <laughs> yesterday. If you're on a diet and you're counting calories, don't forget to count the things you borrow from other people. All right, here's another study of the American politics are really, literally making people feel sick. This came out uh, last, the end of last week, but it's giving people headaches. And this is from the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. It notes that four in ten people cite politics as a top stressor in their lives. It helps make them lose sleep, fractures their relationships, and alarming one in 20 say... Even discussing and thinking about it leaves them feeling just off. So don't, don't, don't. And it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. It just says people really are done. And this study started in 2017, and it's um, up to date, and this just came out yesterday. So basically, it's not a good sign for democracy that everyone's lost interest, but people are done. And I think that's on top of pandemic and everything everything else that we have going on out there don't you think yeah and everybody just thinking that you know thinking their creator and their content is the most important it's everybody just getting thinking that they just get to say you know that my opinion is the most valuable remember when it used to be that you weren't supposed to discuss politics like at the table ever right ever right let's go back to that and it was a good time i loved it you know i loved it It was disrespectful i Mm -hmm. love that um the average person completely wastes almost two hours a day Going in through social media, um, being stuck on hold, waiting in lines. I don't know that this is so true anymore. Do you, I mean, because when's the last time 
you really waited in a line. That would require going somewhere. Right. I mean, unless it was in the drive-thru, you know, trying to get my cake. Okay, now that scares me. Those lines give me, Mm -hmm. like, I can't get them because you can't get out. Yeah. Yeah, I hate Oh, those I I hate. When the ones where they have the carver. Oh, yeah. No. Like Mm -mm. like Carver's chicken or whatever, Cane's chicken, and I see it, like, it goes over two stores, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, God, I will hyperventilate if I get in that. All right, when we come back, we're going to find out what the second B in BYOB means. This is Lori and Julia on my talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. We've I've just had so much fun today. Patrick Richardson's here. He has this delightful store at the Mall of America, Mona Williams. And um, you started, your passion for laundry has come through. You had a book out, Finding Love. Right, Laundry the, Love, Finding laundry, Joy in a Common Chore. Yes, and that's available for people, and which is a, such a delightful book of storytelling mixed with laundry tips. If you want to download the podcast from our first hour today or just listen from 6 to 7, we've covered a lot. Mm-hmm. And plus your Discovery Plus show. My girlfriend in Seattle, bestie of mine, Shannon, loves you. Oh, that's sweet. Loves you and just thinks your show is the bomb and just all your experiences because you add your joy of people and caretaking and taking care of laundry. It's the love language that you say. Right. I mean, and it really comes across. And if people want to go to your laundry camps, how do yeah. they do that? They can actually just go to laundrycamp.com. I made it as easy as I could. It's, and they're you free. Just sign up. Right yeah, now. and they're free. Yeah. And you can do in person or Zoom. Which is so awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're offering in person right now. Yeah, we are. Oh, doesn't that feel good to see people again? It's amazing. I mean, we keep it pretty limited. Yeah. So that we can kind of space out, but it's nice to have people in front of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're talking about Audible books and what books I just finished. Katie Kirk. I'm trying to get through Will Smith. I can't stand it. I, one of the really ones I liked really a lot was um, Green Lights with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Really liked it. But you said what? <laughs> that um, I normally don't do audiobooks, but I did Olivia Newton John's because I wanted to listen to her because I love her. She was my. Was it Grease? Um, I love. Was it Grease? Actually, I fell in love with her on Xanadu. Oh, oh, of course. But I. With Gene Kelly roller skating. Right. I mean, Gene Kelly roller that skating is such disco. A wild. What? It's, 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 it's just like that every a- idea ever. Put into a movie. They're like, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get the hottest singer on earth, right? The best dancer, right? And then we're gonna add roller skates and that is disco. Yeah. You know what? I need revisit Xanadu. If you could pull that right. up for us, right? If you could pull it up, Rachel, the that good old song. To go. That good old song, Xanadu. If you could find it, it's hysterical. Um. Okay. But yeah. But yeah. But she was my first girl crush. Oh, I yeah. Olivia Newton John and I to this From day. Xanadu. Yeah. And, and that's I mean, after Greece. That was after Greece. Um I discovered Greece because I loved Xanadu so much. It was so and, gay. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So, I, you know what? I just but, have to say. <laughs> but I mean the thing is, I have seen her, you know, we've talked about Ross. So yep. I've seen her probably more than I've seen anyone else. Really? Okay. Yeah. And every time I see her, like I just I mean, my knees buckle. I, Isn't that fun? To this day, I, you know. Isn't that fun? She's doing really, I mean, I yeah. thought she had, like, really bad cancer. Right. And she's she's doing well. She's and doing well. I think there's an auction of her stuff going on right now. Is there? Yeah. It felt, and, felt like she did it a year ago. I mean, she yeah. does this, like, once a year yeah, or something. Yeah, they're charity things. And yeah. It's going on right now. And, I mean, the thing is, if I could figure out, I may have a Julian's auction spot delivered to your house. I okay. just need Ross not to know. Okay, you can, yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll hold it for you. Oh, that's. Okay. That's hysterical. She had the black leather jacket yeah. last year. Right, in and the she, pants. And she is, um, 
She was in studio with her husband when they did the Akai, or I can't think of that berry. Oh, they yeah. They had that berry drink. Mm-hmm. So this might be like 2010 or 11, yeah. maybe, and they were coming through town, and she's lovely. She is lovely. It's funny. I've never met her. Oh. I had the opportunity once. I don't think I could. Oh, that's funny. I think it would be like, you remember when those girls would see the Beatles Mm -hmm. and they would just faint? Mm -hmm. Or Elvis? Mm -hmm. I think I would do that. (laughs) I think I would. I mean, I've never met anybody where I was just like, oh my God, I can't speak. But I think if I met Olivia and John, I would just... You know, I mean, I felt that way the first time I met you. Oh, but, stop. But I got over so it. You got over it quickly. Mm-hmm. No, that is, that's funny because there's, it's fun because there are some people out there that you're just like, I don't want to meet them. I just want to have that mm-hmm. anonymity and just love, mm-hmm. love, love them. Right. And she is, she really is. And her daughter was such a yeah. trip. Right. I always want her daughter to be healthy. Yeah, she seems to be good. Is I mean, she, she good has now? a recording career going. Oh, okay. Kinda, I mean, she looks good. She does. Yeah, she seems to be good. And remember when her husband went missing? Yeah, that was it. Was her boyfriend? It was her. They boyfriend. weren't married. Yeah, he, and he showed up like in Mexico. <laughs> I think like. And he you know, faked his own death. Right. I mean, I mean she's had now, some. Now, tell me that you wouldn't have a problem with your self-esteem if you're dating someone and they have to fake their own death to get away from you. Right. And they're, and they're Olivia and John. I know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's like, who should leave who here? It's like you. That, that was a hard one. Yeah. I mean, you go on a boat or something. And I mean, and your girlfriend didn't... is Olivia and John. <laughs> you know, I. That was a funny one. Yeah. I mean, and then he shows up right. like two years later or right. something. And I, I mean, yeah, that was a, that was a weird. Yeah, I mean, just, she, you know, she's had some odd dating choices, but she you know, has. But geez, I don't care. I just, I, I love the. I'm going to watch Xanadu again because I, I mean, I, I even even love Two of a Kind, which is actually worse than Xanadu. I feel like I've seen that one. Oh God, it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, and yet. That being said, if it was on like right now, I'd be like, pull it up. Let's go. Gosh, there are some really bad movies out there that you just that you just love. I totally. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So other things. OK, I was going to tell you. So this was in off the machine today and it said the second B in BYOB doesn't stand for beer everywhere. A poll in the UK asked what, what the second B stands for. What do you think they say? Be, bring your own. Uh, what do you think it stands for? I would have assumed booze, but... Or bottle. Yeah. Bottle. Only 5% beer. So when people say B-Y-O-B, you think booze or bottle, right? Yeah. 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 All right. I don't, then that was dumb. Jerry Seinfeld made at least 30000 for every line he had on Seinfeld based on his salary in the show's syndication deals. Every line. Wow. Nice to see you today. Jing. Right. How are you? Jing. That's a lot of jing. And then yeah. there was some um, thing that every 69 seconds a billionaire is made or something. Did you see that other horrible headline? No, but, oh, I don't know. Kind of irritating to me. I mean, I, right. It's just, I, I wouldn't mind like if you threw the money back into the pot, you know, but you just take it like. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so instead you just decide to get your own rocket or something. Right. It just. They shape know? it like a penis. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why do you, <laughs> I mean, you know, could you like, I don't know, save the rainforest or something? I mean. Because, you know, like, I mean, it's been said that Dolly Parton would have been a billionaire if she hadn't given so much money away. Now, which do I respect more? Exactly. You know? Well, she can do no wrong. Absolutely nothing. She's like, how many times have you seen her? Um, Two or three. Only one for me. Oh, she's... 
She's everything. She really is just, mm-hmm. she is like, and it's funny because we're talking about Betty White and mm-hmm. you kind of look at both of them and you're like, you know, at the end of your life, you're like, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, I mean, I want, I think the perfect thing ever, you know, I think I want people to be like, you know what? I wish he would have lived another 10 years because he was so great. And that's, that's how I feel about Dolly Parton. I mean, if she dies, like, I mean, I'm just going to like, soon. I'm just going to drape the mirrors. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even think about it. But, you she's know, an, she, because she's such a she's a wonderful human being. I mean, to be like, I'm going to start a charity to give kids books. You know, I mean, come on. Unbelievable. She's amazing. Well, and I think the other thing that she embraces is life. Yeah. And a positive spirit. And I think there's so many ways we can go negative and all that kind of stuff. But she just is happy. Right. And that's the people that just give you the energy yeah, to feed man. off of. And I've just had so much fun with you today. This has been I'm so much fun. I hope I get to come back. I, I hope. Well, we've set you up. We'll all see right, what well, happens. See. We'll see what happens. And Rachel, thanks for helping out over there. Yeah, I enjoyed every second of yes, it. Yes. And tomorrow we've got Grant and Brittany hanging out for the day. We'll see what trouble that girl's into mm-hmm. and what he's been up to. Everyone have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.